six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. We have commit and we have liftoff at 213. And it has cleared the tower. Prepare yourself for a world Good morning, everyone. We are uh, here on Saturday, a, another episode of the Science Night in the Morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is episode two of Science Night in the Morning, right, Sean? We, we have inaugurated the single night show. We did a one-night show, and now we're, we're back again. And I'm the only night we could pull in for this episode. And it's too bad because they're going to miss the other guys are going to miss a great episode. This I'm very excited <laughs> about this episode. We're going to go down the wormhole with this. Dr. Sean Graham is here uh, all the way from uh, Australia through the powers of the interwebs technology that is uh, pretty, pretty up there. It's high level technology, I would say. That's right. We're going to be talking a lot about technology on this episode. <laughs> that, uh, is, that is true. It's, it's pretty, pretty integral to this episode. <laughs> yeah, it is. And Dr. Thomas Schiller, he's out on the field and uh, he is in the trenches uh, looking for dinosaur right. bones, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Anurban Bhattacharjee, he's in India. Yeah, he's back in India taking care of his mom for the summer. Yeah, and but we'll be talking. We'll be he'll be checking in from time to time. We we could still get him because of the powers of technology. Powers of technology. So let's get right on into the the subject of today's show. Are you ready, yes. Sean? I can't wait. <laughs> okay, today's show <laughs> is all about UFOs, unidentified UFOs. flying objects, or the other word the, for it is aerial phenomena. Right? Yeah, the new euphemism, the new three letter acronym TLA is UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Right. Yes, so exactly. I, I love this because the very, like, UFO is already a three-letter acronym and a euphemism. And it has a stigma. Saucer. Yeah. It, so, so now they've changed it. So it went from flying saucer to UFO, which sounds a little bit better and more scientific, to now um, what the military is calling these is UAPs. And this is what is so amazing about the show because the military is talking about uaps again yes and and now the of course the whole world is talking about them again it, well at least the internet is and so uh, my facebook feed is talking about them uh and and a lot of other things that uh, i'm not going to mention <laughs> but uh yeah yeah the ufos uaps aliens conspiracies you know yes. uh bill gates is going to shut us off Oh, right. Um, Bill Gates. Wow. And uh, what else? I got on my Facebook page. I got a lot of stuff, but you name it. So I, I kind of thought what we might do is it would be kind of fun to go through uh, to talk about this topic. I could kind of rehash what happened to me over the past four days when I started oh. looking into this. Okay. All right. And, and, and we can kind of go through this. We can kind of dissect the the what what you go through these days trying to find information on the internet and i can admit um some embarrassing things about myself that i my my usual bullcrap detectors my manure detectors were a little bit uh they're a little bit shaky mm. and when i first first looked into this and honest when we talked about this two days ago <laughs> yeah. we were going to record this show and i was going to go in talking about how i was convinced that some government on earth has come up with some amazing aerial vehicles that defy the laws of physics mm -hmm. remember that, that oh yeah i remember days. that it was yeah. two days ago two days and I, I was ready to do this show and talk about that and we still we're still going to talk about that but then two days later after digging even deeper and going farther down the rabbit hole yeah I've come back out mm. and, 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 and I, I've come to a different conclusion. Very cool. Think? Well, so okay. We, uh, does lizard people, uh, <laughs> does that fit in any of the conclusions? I, I never suspected lizard people. <laughs> okay. Thomas Schiller would love that because, you know, he's all about the, the lizard people. Well, yeah. And I'm, I'm a, I've, I've studied lizards. For oh yeah. Family. There you go. You're a herpetologist. Yeah. And so, 
So, uh, like, what I know about lizards, I never suspected lizards or lizard people. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so that was never on the table. But uh, so maybe we should tell people what we're talking about for those who might not be aware. Okay. How about we yeah. start that? Go ahead and start with some of the headlines, some of the stories yeah, that you read yeah. initially. Yeah. So the, the, the big stuff came out like last summer. Uh, it was a, kind of a big deal. The, the U.S. Air Force, the U.S. military, the government released videos that they say are real videos of things they can't identify of UAPs. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of ignored it last year. We, last year was crazy. So I, I never really jumped on and started looking at this until the 60 minutes episode, right? which was aired, I guess last weekend. And I, I, I just on a whim, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll just check this out. And I was blown away <laughs> as probably a lot of people were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the 60 minutes episode, just put in YouTube, you know, 60 minutes UFOs and you, it'll be the first hit. Yeah. And that host, and, let me, let me tell you that host, <laughs> he was like reading every boring research paper you've ever read in your life, yeah. Yeah. but he's personified. He was serious as a heart attack. Yeah. And, and they've got two U S Navy pilots yeah. who f- flew around, which is amazing, right? It's not some, quack pilot who's just trying to get attention after he retired which you know the it kind of the guy by himself uh bob no sorry what's his name david fravor is the f-18 pilot he's been all over the place he's been interviewed by joe rogan he's he's all over the place and by himself he's kind of a nerd and he comes off you you don't necessarily want to believe this guy even though he was like a commander of an entire fleet of f-18s he was a top gun pilot I, I'm, the guy is kind of a nerd. Yeah. When they put him with another pilot, this female pilot, Dietrich. Oh, yeah. Who looks like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. And would be played by Sigourney Weaver in a movie about an F-18 pilot, no doubt. When they put them together, you got to believe them. It's yeah. completely, it's completely plausible. And they describe uh, flying next to some crazy disturbance in the water, and then there's this tic-tac-shaped object that's bouncing around, and then it starts flying and mirroring the flight moves of the F-18 before <laughs> mm-hmm. vanishing. Right. And, and she actually says on that interview, I never wanted to be on national TV, especially no, yeah. with something like this. But yeah, I know it's tell. the right thing to do. Yeah, because I saw it and it is. And you, did you notice when she said D because it is declassified, she looked at her superiors. Yeah, she was she like looked, making sure this was OK to say. Yeah. She glanced and it's like, look, we're, we, we can say whatever we want here. Yeah. And that's that's huge. And then, you know, they've got this guy, Louis Elizondo, who was apparently yeah. ex special forces, who was tapped to start looking into these things by the U.S. government. And he's describing now. There's, there's, there's a couple things we've got to keep in mind here. We've got three videos released by the government mm-hmm. that we can look at. You can look at them all you want. Get the raw footage and look at them. And then you've got all these uh, accounts, these anecdotes by the pilots, which are really compelling. And by Luis Elizondo, who's describing that he's seen. He's, he's talking about how these are the three least compelling videos that are out there. <laughs> wow. That he's seen videos um, of these objects a hundred feet from the pilots. Wow. So there's more, there's more. And he's, he's telling us that there's a lot more where this came from, but there were three videos that were deemed fit to declassify that now are inspiring our speculation. Hmm. And I, 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 I completely pooped my pants watching this episode. <laughs> and that's where the water, that's where the wormhole uh, began. <laughs> We'll call it the brown hole. Yeah, yeah. It just festered there, <laughs> waiting for all the thoughts to go in into an endless void of yeah. uh, speculation. Now, now this, now this is yeah. really what we're talking about here. This is a test case for your deductive reasoning. I would That's say. Right. That's so, right. So, so bring me through that. So after you yeah. saw the videos, let's describe some of the videos first. So there's three oh. of them. Yeah. And they all have names, which are, uh, they're like, uh, I've watched them a hundred times now. There's, there's what they call the GoFast video, uh-huh. the Gimbal video, right, Gimbal, and, then, yeah. and the FLIR video, or the Nimitz video. 
the FLIR is a four-letter acronym that stands for forward-looking infrared, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's an infrared camera view of something out in the sky. And it's supposedly a video of the object that, uh, that uh, David Fravor and his, um, his uh, you know, um, co-pilot or another pilot in his group saw mm-hmm. um, back in 2004. And then the GoFast video and the uh, Gimbal video are from more recent off the Atlantic coast. Um, and these videos are not very good. We should right. mention that. And a lot of UFO skeptics, that's the first thing they said. They said, look, why is it we got all this amazing technology and the three videos we get are of blobs out in the sky. They look like crap. <clears throat> and that's interesting. And I, I, wanna, I want our listeners to start being skeptical like me, but I want to admit that after seeing the 60 Minutes video, I, my skepticism was suspended, and I made a couple of mistakes right away. I'm admitting my mistakes. As a scientist, you should be able to do that. That's great. Uh, I believed everything that I was being told because it was like authorities from the military and from the government and 60 Minutes. Mm-hmm. 60 Minutes has high esteem, and they do their homework generally. So I'm, I'm like, I'm believing everything Luis Elizondo is telling me about how these vehicles can go through space and water and through the air with equal, and they can, and they can bounce back and forth and they can go uh, 60 miles a second, which yeah. is faster than anything. I, I even had to look up what the speed of light was because I was like, that's got to be close to the speed of light. It's not. It's a lot slower than the speed of light, but it's faster than anything that we have. Like it's even faster than missiles or bullets. So um, I was, my, my head immediately jumped to um, some sort of advance in technology. And that, that, that comes to three, three options to explain this. Uh, One of which I, you know, I never ever during this whole whole ordeal ever thought it would be um, UFOs or like flying saucers, like aliens. I never thought that. But, as you well know, mm-hmm. uh, I thought the other two options are, are kind of scary also. Either that we have advanced our technology, the United States has mm-hmm. aircraft that could do things that none of our aircraft can do, or that our enemies have done this. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was really pooping my pants. I was right. thinking, I was literally thinking, it kind of doesn't make sense for the U.S. government to reveal that we have leapfrogged uh the you know the universe in terms of our aerial capabilities to reveal it this way it doesn't make any sense um or maybe you know they don't want to reveal it but they they're having a hard time keeping a lid on this because their own pilots are seeing their testing and so they've got to figure something out so this this leads to possible conclusion that some like the chinese or the russians have developed some sort of crazy aircraft Mm -hmm. uh, next generation drones that can go Mach 50 and fly, you know, so we, we were talking about two days ago when I, this is where I was at. I was like, somebody's come up with an anti-gravity drive. Right. And it may not be us. In which case, we should all start getting our uh, Chinese phrase books out and start practicing <laughs> because we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, since the, since we landed on Mars, and we have a rover. Right. Guess who was right behind us? Yeah, but there, the, that technology sucks, you know. So like, compared and, to what we're talking about, yeah, 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 and that you know, and people would say, yeah, well, the art. It's like, look, there is kind of a precedent for this, and this is what we talked about. The precedent is, uh, you know, the SR seventy one Blackbird, right? Mm-hmm. It's the fastest plane that ever flew, still to this day. It's got the uh, altitude and the speed record, and it was ours. Mm-hmm. And we we started flying that thing in 1966. Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. It's it's like it's an old plane. Wow! And so you know, and it was a, it was a big advance, and the stealth aircraft were a huge leapfrog over our competitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been sitting on the top of the pile for 40 years because of stealth technology, and everybody knows it. Everybody who watched the videos, the opening of the Gulf War, uh, the first Gulf War, seeing all the anti-aircraft fire. Yeah. 
lighting up the sky where the, the Iraqis were just shooting blind. They couldn't see. They knew they were getting bombed, but they couldn't see the planes. Mm-hmm. The Russians, the Chinese looked at those things and said, holy crap, the Americans have leapfrogged us. Right. Uh, the Russians Ooh, tried to shoot down FR-71s. They couldn't. They knew they were up there. They could catch them on radar, but they're flying 80,000 feet at Mach 3. There's no missile that they could fire that could take it down. Yeah. So if they shot a missile at our SR-71s, the SR-71s would just hit the afterburner <laughs> and yeah. outfly the missiles. So we, we have been on top of the pile for 40 years. So it's not totally implausible. And, oh, by the way, all of that technology was secret from NASA. So where NASA could mm-hmm. have used that technology to develop great you know, uh, you know, planes to fly into outer space or something like that, they never had access to it. So people talked about that, like the 80s, 90s. A lot of uh, like government people were like, hey, we got to we got to coordinate this better because we're just spending money. Uh, NASA's spending the same money to do the same thing you guys in the Air Force are doing. Wow. And we're wasting money. So there's a precedent for that. There's a precedent where if, if the Air Force or some other top secret uh, you know, research facility within the U.S. Uh, you know, industrial military complex came up with an anti-gravity drive. They wouldn't necessarily share that with NASA. That could then use it to fly to you know Titan in five minutes. Right, right. There's, wow. there's a precedent for that. So that's kind of where my mind was going. Well, what's the precedent what, for Mars? For getting to Mars fast? Yeah. Or the, um, I mean, it would be the same thing. It's like. If we had these things, uh, these little planes or whatever, if they could really do what they're doing on Earth, yeah. that, that, that we're being told they can do, mm. then yeah, they, we, could, we could be in Mars, uh, you know, and we wouldn't have to send people. Right. We'd just send a great little uh, probe. And, you know, because honestly, the speeds that they're talking about, you, they're all unmanned. Right. right? Yeah, or, everything. You know, it had, it'd have no to human be. Be, there's no human being in that thing because right. they would just be crushed by the G-forces. Yeah. Uh, so it's either an alien in there or nothing. <laughs> and my vote is for nothing. And even if it was an alien, do you think aliens with that kind of technology would actually, I mean, it, it would be unmanned alien. Because like, look, the first alien on Mars Probably, yeah. that we know of is us. We're right. the first alien on Mars. And what when do you think send? about it? We and we sent our drones. Yeah. We sent machines. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, so it doesn't have to be an alien, but I was thinking big and I, and, and I've come back from this already, but yeah, if we'd have done this show two days ago, we'd be talking all about anti-gravity drives and I'd be grasping at straws because I don't <laughs> know anything about that stuff. And we'd need honor bond on the show to, to explain to us how pl- potentially something like that would work. But we don't have to necessarily do that because I, I, I started getting a little bit more skeptical. Um, and, I, I, and I've come to the conclusion that um, – so there's a couple things here. Things are just not adding up. And maybe the first thing we'll mention that doesn't quite add up before we uh, kind of sneak off to a break is to leave it as a good cliffhanger. Okay. Is that the, 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 vi- the three videos that we do have to look at that aren't just anecdotes with some government guy telling us that these machines can do amazing things or these pilots and and their eyeball witnessing account of what they saw. The three videos totally suck. The three released videos completely suck. And that's a little suspicious. So the three videos that the government did deem fit to declassify don't show much. They don't show anything. Uh, They show infrared blobs and as maybe we will uh, get people to be interested in from coming back from the break, um, all three of the videos have been firmly, resoundedly been debunked. They've been debunked. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And, okay. I, and, and I'm going to put you onto that stuff. But yeah, so that's a huge curveball, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So one minute we're talking about uh, UAVs that can go Mach 17 and fly underwater and do zigzags in midair and do circles around an F-18. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the three bits of evidence that the government deemed fit to release to the public can be explained. Okay. So well, where does that leave us? 
that leaves us to a break, but we're going to be back with some answers and uh, we're going to put your science mind to uh, to some challenge here. Because I now I want to look, I'm going to look at the videos. I'm going to describe them to our oh, listeners. That's a good idea. That's and then a good idea. and then we're going to answer and debunk them. How's that? That's great. That's OK, a good great. We'll be right back on the Science Nights. All right, everybody. Conley here with the Science Nights. I have Dr. Sean Graham with me. We have already had a great first segment. I'm like totally on the cliff right now. Um, I have the, the UFO videos that were released. Or no, I'm sorry, not UFO. UAF, uh, UAP. Yeah, it's so hard to remember. UAP. I know. Yeah. They love their acu- acronyms, man. Military. Why do they have to change it. Yeah. They love it. They love it. Anyway, UAP videos, um, unidentified aerial phenomena that were released by the government. We're going to look over them. If you haven't seen them, definitely look them up. But uh, I'm going to do my best to try to describe each of these videos. It is going to be pretty bland. I'm not going to lie. So the first video, and this one is called the Go Fast video, right, Sean? That's right, yeah. Okay, so we're looking at it right now. There's, uh, It's a view of the ocean. There's a really fast streak. That uh, it's definitely a view from the ocean. There's no color. It, I believe it's at night, right? It's probably at yeah. night. or. I, and I think this is an infrared, uh, but it might. Yeah, it is. It says IR at the top of the video. So it's yeah. an infrared image. Whatever this is, is slightly warmer than uh, the ocean. And it looks like there's a HUD over the screen. So it's definitely something being recorded from a high-end piece of technology, a tracking device. So you have your squares and your crosshairs and and your tracking uh, HUD items that are on the interface here that's actually looking at it. And there's this little real fast streak just going over the ocean. The topography of the ocean looks absolutely amazing. And it kind of zooms in on it. And is this the same one? No, or- no. Back, go back because you've you've gone beyond it. Oh, just, I would just okay. pause it on the go fast there. Yeah. And then, and then they, you see that these the 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 um the target is acquired by the targeting system of the airplane, which is kind of cool. Right. Is that they're, these little bars kind of close in on it and then start tracking the object. Right, going going by, and then it's great because this one has this awesome audio from the pilots going "woo" when they actually acquire <laughs> the target. Yeah, you could tell, you could kind of uh, surmise that these guys see it visually or something like that, or catching it on radar. And then when they actually get it and acquire the target, it was hard to do because it's going so fast. Yeah, um, and so they're excited about it. the pilots are like, "Boom, we got it!" Uh, and yeah. at that point, presumably, they could have shot the thing down. Or they could have at least fired upon it because they've actually acquired the target with their targeting system. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's it's going fast. And that's, I guess, makes sense, right? The name of the video. Now, this next one, is this the... That's the gimbal video. Okay, this is the gimbal video. And it starts really dark, too. It looks like it's above the clouds. Same Mm -hmm. HUD, uh, very similar HUD system. uh, Slightly different on this one. Um, but, uh, it's definitely tracking something. It kind of looks like a stain in the middle of the screen. Uh, they midway through, they switch it from infrared to, I guess, uh, light because the colors kind of, uh, invert and, uh, it's just right in the middle. It's kind of rotating a little bit and it just looks very eerie, almost angelic because the object starts rotating. Yeah. And it's not otherwise doing much. And the pilots, again, have this commentary where they're saying it's rotating and it actually se- appears to be flying against the wind, even though it's not doing very much. Wow. Wow. So yeah. And then the gimbal, the last one, I believe, so that, that it just looks gimbal. like a little pill and up then, in the sky. Yeah. And then we've got the last one, which is the um, what they call the FLIR or the Nimitz video. And this is, again, the video from um, a, apparently the object that they, uh, another set of pilots were scrambled to go look for the object that was seen by David Fravor and they acquired this thing and this is the this is that video yeah and it just kind of looks like a it's tracking a little pill and you just don't know yeah. what yeah. it is and, the cool the interesting thing about this video is at the very end after they've, they've looked at it a couple of times and tried looking at it through different imagery the object suddenly just veers off the left of the frame Hmm. It just darts away, and this, oh, this I is see. important. Yeah. This is very important. Yeah, you, that, that you saw it. it was, yeah, and uh, 
the, David Fravor, the pilot, uh, is talking about how that is so fast it would be faster than the SR seventy one. Wow. Well, these are terrible. They're terrible. They're and and the thing is um, about these videos, they're not like the really cool ones I see of the the pyramid going under yeah. the ocean, like the yeah. wall. I mean, it looked. I mean, they look so cool and. You know, and you might you the our listeners might have seen these crazy looking um, triangles that are glowing yeah. uh-huh. and pulsing. Yep. and those were like the easiest ones to debunk because oh. that's obviously just a lens artifact. Oh, if you, you if you go and use those IR cameras, they've got a tri- triangular shaped aperture, and if you point it at something bright, it'll flare like that. Mm. And if it and if the bright object is blinking like an airliner, mm-hmm. oh. It'll blink and be a triangle. So that's the easiest one. And that's not even one of the ones. It might be one that's been a, it's, it's not one of the typical ones that, that the U.S. government um, is talking about. But that one's the easiest one to debunk. The triangular guys uh, blinking are just lights that are blinking. And it's a triangular shaped aperture of an IR video camera. And you can, you, can, you can mimic that same effect if you have a night vision or IR camera with a triangular shaped aperture. And that's that's where I got to where I can uh, you know I was looking at these debunkers and that's the easiest one to visually prove to somebody that's obviously a lens artifact. Uh-huh. And this is coming from. This, I'll go ahead and start uh, getting into the debunking of these videos. This dude Mick West, who you all need to know, is awesome. Mick West is a kind of professional debunker. He just gets online and he, he finds like chemtrail videos and those kind of things. And just works through how you can get these images um, from cameras, uh, and it's nothing to do with anything else, but just something like a, a triangular-shaped uh, aperture giving you a triangular-shaped artifact in your image. It's not. It's not really there. It's just a glare. And so Mick West <clears throat> has debunked all three of these videos pretty well. And I, I want to just if you're if you're into the internet and you want to get on YouTube, check out his videos. And here's the thing: um, Mick West has done a great job of debunking the GoFast video, the Gimbal video, and the and the uh, uh, FLIR video. And his videos get about two thousand views <laughs> on average. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, those numbers are almost in the garage in the basement. Almost as bad as Science Nights in the Morning's YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're there. They're, yeah. they're, they're an order of run for their money. Yeah, they're an order of magnitude better than Science Nights in the Morning. But, you know, the people like Jeremy Corbell, mm-hmm. who is like the UFO guy, who, who's talked, to, you know, he's got Bob Lazar. And he, he, Bob he Lazar. All, Bob, Bob Lazar. And he's made a, a Netflix documentary about Bob Lazar who supposedly worked at Area 51, who's obviously a big, fat liar. Jeremy Corbell's videos get hundreds of thousands of views. Mm -hmm. And Mick West's videos get thousands of views. And it's too bad, because Mick West does a great job. And so just the GoFast video is... It's amazing. All the the data that's in that camera view that you see that has been declassified... There's all this information on the sides of, of the outlet, on, on, you know, on the um, overlay or whatever. And you can, he, there's, he could take those numbers and calculate how far away that object actually was from the plane. Because the pilots were under the impression that thing was screaming by off the surface of the ocean, and it was a pretty large object. And that's what it looks like on the video. It looks like something really fast hovering right above the surface of the ocean. Right. But from the camera zone data, Mick West was able to figure out that that object was actually about flying at about 13,000 feet, pretty close to the plane. And mm. it was actually quite small. Mm. And there is an object that can just, and, and, and he also calculated that the object isn't going very fast. The plane is going fast, and the ocean seems to be going by very fast. And so it's an example of parallax. Mm. It's like, if you were to, uh, and he demonstrates this really well, there's a video he posts of a balloon, like an ordinary child's balloon, that a helicopter got this image of the balloon 
and the background looks like it's screaming by. It looks like the balloon's just going like a thousand miles an hour. But the balloon's just hovering, and the helicopter is going by very fast. And so it looks like the balloon is screaming past the background. And so he concludes that that, that uh, object is literally a balloon, probably a weather balloon that these pilots acquired. And that's all it is. And, and if you watch this video, he works, he works out the math right there in front of you, and it works out perfectly, works out beautifully, and the logic is solid, and uh, that's what it is. That's all it is. I hate uh, weather balloons. I know. They, they destroy my dreams. Well, I've got more sinister balloons. Okay, all right. We could talk about. Okay. We're, we're going to get to those. Uh, the the uh, gimbal video. Yep. Second. Uh, th- the thing is just an IR signature, potentially, of a, of a distant plane. Mm-hmm. And it's the actual rotation of the infrared camera that causes it to rotate. Oh, God. It's called a gimbal camera. Yeah. And that's where the name of the video comes from. Here's the thing. The names of these videos are actually from the U.S. government. Oh, they we gave them. I see. That's where, and so they named it the gimbal <laughs> video. And that's why it rotates. And you can actually watch as the object rotates, you can see the clouds and the, in the sky behind it rotate at exactly the same rate. Yeah. So it's actually the camera causing the rotation, not the object rotating. And the pilots were just fooled by it. Mm. And the, the, finally, the FLIR video, the, my favorite one, same thing. It's an infrared signature, probably of a distant plane's exhaust. And that's all it is. It's just a glare because the exhaust coming out of the back of a 747 or 737 would be bigger than the 737 itself. And, and it would block the view of the actual plane that's in there causing it. And it's so far away, the pilots can't see it visually. And it's at night, so they certainly can't see it. So they've just got this IR plume of the 737. And then why does it zig off the side of the frame to the left so fast? Because the camera loses it. And the camera starts panning. And the, the object moves out of frame at yep. exactly the same rate as the camera is panning. Wow. Again, oh, the man. Camera, it's the camera <laughs> movement causing the, the apparent movement of the object. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And that brings us to the question, why did the U.S. government release these three videos? Yeah. <laughs> if Luis Elizondo is saying that they've got really compelling videos. Hmm. Answer what? is they already explained these to themselves, obviously. Oh, okay. Right? <clears throat> these are the three that they could figure out. And they release them to the public because they know that there's nothing on them. Oh. So that that still leaves a, a really amazing possibility <clears throat> that there are lots more videos that they have not explained. Okay. Well that's then, good. So we're still we're still in hot water here, but we got to get to an explanation where we can account for all of these weird things. We're in a parallax. <clears throat> we're we're in a weird a weird place where some US military personnel, including investigators like Luis Elizondo, are saying this is a big deal that there are all these objects that can do amazing things out there that are potentially going to collide with our air force personnel. They, they're saying that they don't know what they are. Uh, they're out there uh, doing maneuvers in restricted airspace, and they're seeing these things, and they can't explain it. And then what does the U.S. government release to us? Three videos that can easily be explained by an internet debunker. He yeah. gets 2,000 views on his, on his uh, subscribe list. <laughs> so that's weird. That's an interesting uh, thing, that the U.S. government probably has a lot more videos and the three that they release are, are crappy, and they've already explained them to themselves. So much so that the name of the video is part of the explanation. The gimbal video wow, has to wow. do with the gimbal camera. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Yeah, that, yeah, that is cool. really cool, but who? So, you so think there's some underlying hide? machinations they, going on. What are they, that, yeah, what are they trying to hide? Is yeah. it alien? Okay, so that's where we go farther down the wormhole. Okay, okay, because we gotta we gotta somehow um, uh, put these two things together. Mm-hmm. We got videos that suck that we can easily explain, but we've got firsthand eyeball witnesses of people who are saying that there's crazy things out there they can't explain. We got uh, Navy pilots who saw, and we should focus on what David Fravor saw 
in 2004 off San Diego. He talks about this tic-tac-like object that's bouncing around at will, doing these crazy maneuvers right. that actually flew in a circle, tracking him as he started circling it, and then it vanished. And it was the size, he thought it was about the size of his own F-18 Hornet doing this. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> with just that, um, I, I, I would say, like my gut would say, that was a drone of some kind. An amazing drone doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be doing supersonic speeds to do, uh, you know, back and forth banking, and to do a circular uh, maneuver. Uh, you, you, have you seen what drones can do now? I, I'm a drone pilot. I I, I own them. I, I yeah, fly them. I thought I thought you would know. I mean, yeah. so you are well aware that drones are amazing and that they can do crazy things. Yeah, and that they can fly in formation, and they're not very costly. Right, you've got one. Yes, right. I have a Mavic uh, Pro two commercial, commercial right. style, very nice one. Yeah, so and and, 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 like- and people, you know what? It it really is an eye catcher because I actually, you know, I've flown it, you know, around people, and uh, they're, I mean, people are just amazed, and yeah. if they are seeing it without the knowledge of me, like you know, oh, flying yeah. it, oh, yeah. they're like, oh yeah. my, what. You yeah, know, what is that? Right? Yeah, exactly. The first time, the first first time thing. I got scared of drones was I went to a Rolling Stones concert in Atlanta, I think in 2014, and they were filming the event with drones and they were all circling around the stadium. Yeah. And it was like something out of Terminator 2, man. It was like, <laughs> holy. They had so much incredible control. Oh, they yeah. Could, they could go anywhere and they could do amazing hovering. Yep. And, 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 and they're not very expensive. Mm-hmm. And so this is where where we can start getting scared again because uh, another government could pretty easily uh, make some pretty amazing high-tech drones that could do some amazing things uh, and potentially uh, kind of through this asymmetrical warfare uh, do a leapfrog, a little bit of a leapfrog. It's a weird, it's a backwards leapfrog. It's like using a slingshot it's like the U.S. government is so good at our military and with our aircraft and our technology. How do you how do you counter that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like it's like uh, coming after uh, somebody who's got an M sixteen and you come at them with a uh, hundred thousand people with slingshots, <laughs> right? So, what if you were to go after a U.S. destroyer, one of these big uh, steel ships with all this technology, all this sonar, all this radar? And just swarm it with fifty thousand drones. Right. What would that do? You wouldn't be able to sink the ship, but you could cripple it. You could make the ship useless. You could so hack the t- computer system on the ship. Potentially. And you know what? Somebody did that. Yeah. For US fleet of destroyers recently. Really? And this is where I'm really going down the somebody's drones swarmed one of our warships out off San Diego oh, wow. again with drones. <laughs> And it's all documented, and I got to give a shout out to this outfit called the War Zone. This is a I, a, a blog uh, so that gets really into military tech. tech. This author Tyler Rojaway, Rojaway, yeah, I think it's legit. This is where I, unfortunately, the only information I could find about any of this stuff was on the internet. So I have to take it all with a grain of salt. But they do some really amazing reporting. The War Zone. And they, they even describe getting their information from Freedom of Information Act requests, FOIAs. Mm-hmm. So they get, they're, they're doing firsthand reporting, <clears throat> and he describes this drone. I, there's no other way to describe it. A drone attack on uh, a U.S. destroyer outfit uh, where they actually got the ship's logs wow. through a FOIA request. And that's how they were able to do it. And this guy, this Tyler Rojaway, is talking all about how drones are this incredible asymmetrical way that a, a foreign adversary could uh, kind of circumvent our technology. Hmm. And that's he he's come to the conclusion that that's what's going on. Hmm. That, 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 that these UAPs that they're seeing, these pilots are seeing, are attempts uh, to gather intelligence by a foreign adversary using low-tech technology like drones hmm. and how much time we got until the next segment oh we have about two minutes okay two minutes and so let me see how can i how can i tease this um so 
two two of the objects that people are that the pilots are describing are uh, once a circular a, a orb <laughs> a sphere with a cube in it that's just flying around have you heard about Where, this? where's the propulsion system exactly exactly yeah and what, and i mean they, and drone talk, has they, to have a propulsion and they talk about they talk about how these things just sit there hovering for three or four hours and they fly by it over and over again and in some cases they nearly ran into them and these are Whoa. these are eyeball witnesses from navy pilots hmm. and um what what kind of an object that defies all laws of physics right yeah nothing where's the fuel source how can you do how, what unless kind it's of an quantum object, or something what kind of an object can sit there and hover for four hours with no propulsion system is there anything like that on earth that we've come up with so far uh there, i can't think. there is is there it's, pre- it's pretty low tech too well well okay let, let's let's talk more about that and describe this technology right after the break all right, everybody, we are back with the Science Nights in the Morning. <laughs> Dr. Sean Graham about to drop a bomb on us with this <laughs> mysterious technology that has no propulsion system, can float and just hover for for three or four hours and pr- just propel itself in midair. Now, and then all and, and then rapidly disappear and rapidly disappear, which is absolutely in like th- this is insane to me because my drone that i have i mean it, it it's a mavic dgi uh, uh, mavic uh, pro 2 and it has your propulsion system it, it has a beautiful beautiful propulsion system but the thing is it only goes for 30 minutes yeah at a time i have so many batteries for that thing and i have to bring it back and then the controller the remote I mean, I got to charge that thing too. So it's like a constant struggle to get good shots and also have, you know, enough power to put it up in the air. What on earth could be doing this and not have a power source? Hours on end, hours on end, and then immediately disappear. Yeah. Um, uh, Well, a balloon can do that. A balloon, <laughs> a, a balloon, balloon, huh? A balloon can uh, could be tethered. So here, let's look. Let's talk about David Fravor. Okay, uh, the F eighteen. A <laughs> disturbance in the dreams. ocean. Okay, a disturbance in the ocean. Something bouncing back and forth, and then circling, and then disappearing. Uh, a submarine emerges, release comes close to the surface, releases a balloon, potentially tethered to the submarine bouncing back and forth in the wind Wow! that being released. And now look, there are patents out there for balloons that actually have drone like propulsion systems, but they're up under the balloon. So you wouldn't be able to see them unless you got a really good angle. Hmm. And then how does the balloon immediately disappear? It pops. It pops. It pops. And then you don't see it. And the balloon doesn't have to be the size of an F-18 Hornet. It could be the size, it could be six feet long, and if you were, if you've never seen something like that before, it would look like it's, uh, you know, it, it, you, it, the distance would be kind of hard to tell exactly what the size was looking at. And the GoFast video is a good example of that. It's so, a small balloon that they thought was a big object close to the ocean, but it was actually a small balloon that was at 13,000 feet between them and the ocean. And so balloons can do this. And here, look. I'm not, I'm not sitting here telling you that this isn't scary because this means that somebody, one of our enemies, is screwing around, uh, releasing these balloons, gathering data on our military, uh, using low-tech technology, and we don't know who it is. Well, actually, probably the U.S. military by now has gathered one of these things, and they probably know damn well who it is. Hmm. And, 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 and here's the thing. Here's some amazing reporting that came out of the war zone. Okay. A couple things that make all this. What's the war zone? First off, the war zone is that blog that this author Tyler Rogeway has, has gone deep down, read all of his articles. You'll just be blown away that this isn't being carried by the mainstream media. It's unbelievable because it all adds up and it's, and it is a little bit scary. Uh, so first of all, most of these events seem to be occurring when we deploy new technology. Oh, 
So uh, the big deployment in 2004 where the F-18s saw the FLIR object and, and we saw the Tic Tac, we were trying out new tech and we were doing new maneuvers and all of a sudden these things are everywhere and they're doing weird things and it's because they're scrambling and they're jamming our radar and they're giving false signatures. The reason why they can just suddenly show up on radar and then show um, immediately 60 miles away that could be because of a dual balloon release. Hmm. And why are they doing it? It's because we're going after these objects and we're pointing all of our new <sighs> fancy radar at them and they're Target. gathering yep. data. Mm-hmm. They're gathering data to see how good the radar is. It's exactly what they want. In 2014, same thing. They deployed a new radar outfit, a new radar pod, and all of a sudden they're being surrounded by all of these crazy looking balloons. The spherical balloon with a, a, a cube in the middle, There's a, the, this guy dug up a patent from 1949 Whoa, what? of the U.S. of a U.S. inventor who came up with a radar reflector that would be inside the balloon. Because normal weather balloons do have a radar reflector so that, you know, planes don't fly into them. And so they're visible through radar. But somebody thought, oh, why not put the reflector inside the balloon? And you know what it looks like? It looks like a sphere with a cube in it. Wow. Good Lord. The U.S. military did this in 1963 for mm. the Russians. They released a bunch of little objects during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Wow. And oh, gathered man. a ton of data on the Russians' radar capabilities using basically balloons. Wow. The Russians were like pointing the radar at it. They thought it was a flight group was coming at them. <sighs> and they were like, hey, what's this? And then we realized through that that uh, our current stealth technology would not be completely effective against the Russians. So they had to go back to the drawing board, and they had to get the SR-71 built. <laughs> that is so, awesome. Yes, all this is, has precedent, and so somebody's doing it. Here's a, here's an even more delectable thing. Here's what really nails it down for me. They got, through a few Freedom of Information Act request, other uh, reports from pilots of objects, UAPs, through the 2014 period, uh, besides the videos. These are just reports. And they got 10 reports back. And they do not describe weird tic-tac-like objects. They don't describe spheres. You know what they describe? Obvious UAVs, Mm. unmanned aerial vehicles that were out there. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, cylindrical objects with wings, more more, traditional objects that they still could not identify. They weren't our UAVs. They were unmarked, and they were just white uh, uh, drones flying out there in restricted U.S. airspace during maneuvers when they're testing out their new technology. And Mm. who was doing that? Who knows? They were unmarked. But it wasn't us. And they, the pilots themselves couldn't identify them. And that's the interesting thing. Those mundane reports where they're just saying, hey, we saw drones and we don't know who they are. Those aren't being reported by the media. Right. And those lead to the conclusion that Tyler Rojaway of the war zone comes to that somebody is using low tech drones and balloons to spy on us and to gather data on our new tech. And he's worried. He, he's literally, eight years ago, he predicted that the next 9-11, the next Pearl Harbor, will be swarms of enemy drones. Oh, jeez. And that the U.S. military has totally dropped the ball in terms of the threat of drones. And that's why they're not releasing all of their really neat videos that show crazy new drones yeah. of our enemies. They're only releasing three garbage videos that they've already explained. They know it's a problem. And, you know, it's taking Luis Elizondo and it's taking David Fravor, the F-18 pilot, coming out, saying that this is a problem, saying that they're seeing things that they can't explain for the military to do anything about it. And that's what's going on. What a rabbit hole. They don't like to admit their mistakes and they'll keep things secret. And this is basically an intelligence failure. Another one. Mm. Somebody is out there, probably the Chinese or the Russians. My guess at this point is the Russians are are running circles around us. And, man, I think about it. I think about swarms of drones. I think they could neutralize our our, uh, nearly our entire nuclear triad, right? Oh, yeah. 
if a, if an ICBM is launched from the west coast of the United States at Vandenberg Air Force Base, and there's fifty thousand drones with a hand grenade attached to them to swarm <laughs> it and blow it up before it ever leaves leaves the launch pad, yeah, to shoot down the whole of the launch pad, right? These things can be released from submarines. They can be released from cargo ships. They can be released from international waters and fly all the way to Vandenberg. So uh, presumably, even the Iranians have drones that can fly longer than your drone, right? Wow. And a bal- you can make a balloon drone. You can do that. That can, do, that can take advantage of the amazing capacity for balloons to hover for hours on end and wait, right? Wait just off the coast and then fly on in and blow up our ICBMs. This so is crazy. So it's kids, scary. go to school. <laughs> uh, p- keep playing your video games. Get really proficient at that, and uh, be a drone pilot and uh, defend our country one day. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. What, what do you yeah. think? What do you think the future entails? Swarms of drones. I, I do think that this is uh, this is again. We've kind of caused this by 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 going so far ahead of everybody in terms of our uh, air force capability and our technology. Uh, we've forgotten that there are always these asymmetrical ways that you can counter any kind of new thing. Mm. And, and cheap drones, even the Iranians have these cheap drones that can do amazing things. And uh, so be, beware of drones. Wow. Look to the skies. Keep looking to the skies. And <laughs> this is backcountry, as Hunter S. Thompson would say. <laughs> so uh, anyway, anyway, well, that is another episode of the Science Nights in the Morning. I love it, John. Thank you so much for, for you know, being brave and being on here solo with me, man. And uh, you answered Check a lot of out. questions. Now I'm wanting Check. to go down a rabbit hole or two. Check out the war zone. It's amazing stuff. Check out Tyler Rochaway's reporting. It's, it's nuts. You, 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 you'll love it. Eat it up. It's like candy. All right, everybody. everybody. Talk to you next time. Yep. We'll see you next time on the Science Nights in the Morning. Thanks for listening to this episode of Science Nights in the Morning. Be sure and follow us on Patreon for exclusive gear and uncut episodes. Check out the latest science articles on our Facebook page and subscribe to us on YouTube and your favorite podcast listening app. You can also listen every Saturday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time at BigBenRadio.com. And if you got a question, we'll join the discussion. Hit the hotline at 432-217-1983 and record your message. We couldn't do this without you, and thank you so much for listening each and every week. That's Science Nights in the Morning with a K, and we'll see you next time.